All right, we're going to get started soon. Um, thanks, everyone, for coming. Today's talk is on ambitiously solving or ambitiously trying to solve big problems. Um, the speaker is Doi Urban. Doi runs Cambridge EA uh, CIC, which is in the process of being rebranded, a nonprofit based in Cambridge, UK. Some of its activities include the CERI or the CERI Fellowship, <laughs> the AGI Safety Fundamentals Program, the Alternative Proteins Fundamentals Program, other cause area field building, talent strategy and recruitment in AI safety, biosecurity, nuclear security, climate change, China and global cooperation, and animal welfare. Um, it supports the EA Cambridge Student Group, Cambridge Alt Protein, and Cambridge Existential Risk Initiative Student Societies, and manages a 30-person co-working space in Cambridge. Previously, Doi studied engineering in Durham University and is originally from North Wales. Um, also, we'll be taking questions towards the end of the talk through the app. So if you, if you don't know how to submit questions, basically, you click on the event and go to live discussion, and there'll be like a section for questions. So feel free to like submit them anytime during the talk, and we'll be taking it in the end. Um, so yeah, with that, I'll let Doi take the Hello, everyone. Uh, I hope you're all. Can you all hear me in the back? Can you hear me? Thumbs up if you can hear me. Beautiful. Excellent. I'm seeing many thumbs. Cool. Uh, thank you all for coming to this talk. Uh, today, I will be talking about ambitiously trying to solve big problems. And I thought it'd be nice to have a, a definition of what it means to be ambitious on the first slide. So having or showing a strong desire and determination to succeed. So first of all, I'll just uh, jump into a bit more on who I am. Uh, I thought I'd add a little Wales flag. Uh, if you didn't know, the Welsh flag is the best flag in the world. Um, so I am from North Wales. Uh, as Sanas mentioned, I studied engineering at Durham. Uh, while I was at Durham, I set up the EA Durham uh, Student Society uh, back in uh, 2019. Uh, back then, we had an enormous 800 pound pizza budget. Um, and the first event that I ran was actually a conference. Um, which had 10 attendees in total, uh, five of whom were my friends and five of whom came from EA Sheffield. So exactly no one from Durham attended. Um, and <laughs> that was quite fun. Um, and then afterwards, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed uh, doing community building there. Um, in 2020, in October, so about a year and a half ago, I started working um, with Eve McCormick um, at EA Cambridge, uh, which was a really, really fun um, job. And at that point, it was a student society um, and started lots of different projects. I saw a lot of gaps in the markets in community building in terms of how we can support more people. Um, and so started a lot of different projects. A lot of them grew quite a lot. There was a lot of demand for uh, various things that we were doing. And so I was very fortunate to have to be able to uh, recruit and hire many more people to, to join the team. Um, and I also wanted to work with more amazing people who could themselves come up with awesome projects uh, that could inspire more people to solve big problems. Um, so yeah, we founded the Startups, um, which is kind of a spin-off from the student community. Um, and yeah, we focus more on global talent strategy, education, and recruitment. So what are the goals of this talk? So first of all, I want you to feel empowered to spend lots of time learning and reflecting on the problems in the world. I want you to consider developing relevant skills and gain relevant experience, and to take this very, very seriously. I want to make the case that the biggest problems in the world are very, very hard to solve, uh, in case you haven't already noticed. Um, but 
that progress has been made in the past on solving huge problems, um, and that all of you in the room could help solve the biggest problems that humanity is currently facing, if you were to really try. And finally, I want to inspire you to move in the direction of actually solving the world's biggest problems. And I quite like this phrase of like moving in the direction. You don't need to do the thing that is most effective right away, but moving in the direction of the things that you think are most promising, I think is really exciting. So uh, the world's problems are pretty big. Uh, you know, I'll just like quickly scoot through these because I'm, I'm not sure you're aware of them. Where like factory farms are pretty terrible, nuclear war is pretty scary. Um, synthetic biology is like very scary in terms of uh, creating more uh, pathogens in the future that could uh, cause global pandemics. Um, global health and global poverty is pretty terrible. Um, climate change is a thing that we're all contributing to uh, and we're not uh, at the verge of solving anytime soon. Um, and there are also other emerging technologies that we do not really fully understand uh, and we certainly don't know how to make sure that they are positive uh, for humanity. This is quite a, a scary state of affairs. Um, and understanding the world is also really, really hard. Knowing what to do and having good models for how the world works is really, really challenging. And it's easy to make large mistakes um, that significantly affect your ability to have an impact. Um, and I want to give a little uh, case study here on a little example of uh, uh, an attempt that I had while I was at university to do good. Uh, so when I was about 19, I uh, saw a lot of pictures of uh, plastic in the oceans. And I thought, oh, shit, this is real bad. Why is there so many, so many mountains of plastic in the ocean? Um, and I was looking around with my friends and saw that uh, nobody was talking about this. It just wasn't a thing on the radar. Um, so what did I do? I saw that people in my uh, college bar were using disposable plastic cups, and I used all of my force of charisma to convince them to stop using disposable plastic cups uh, and to start using reusable plastic cups. Um, however, sadly, I didn't really think very hard about what the problem was, and I also didn't really think very hard about what the solution, like how good my solution was. Um, turns out most of the disposable plastic cups in that bar were not going into the ocean. And the reusable plastic cups actually just caused more plastic pollution because they were like high density plastic. They were still getting thrown away uh, and it probably like, then you had to use like uh, dishwashers to clean them. So it probably caused more climate change risks. It was a, it was a disaster. Um, but this came about because I had this like real big urge to do good. I had like really good intentions, but I didn't think very hard. Um, so thinking hard is important, but thinking hard is also hard, as you might imagine. Um, and our knowledge will also be very limited um, when we're trying to like forecast uh, uh, um, technologies that are being developed um, or how governments will make decisions when they're making these decisions in secrets um, or just uh, uh, trying to evaluate how our actions will um, affect the trajectory of humanity. This is really, really hard to do in practice. Um, but very few people are even trying to do this. Very few people are trying to actually evaluate how our actions will uh, affect the future and how different technologies will affect the future. Um, and we need significantly more people who are thinking really hard about this. Um, yep. Um, however, humanity has had very large successes. I think this is a, a cause for celebration. Um, we succeeded in not having nuclear war uh, in the latter half of the 20th century, even during heightened tensions. Um, the industri Industrial Revolution uh, from the 1800s onwards has led to huge amounts uh, more uh, well-being for, for humans uh, in terms of access to energy, access to resources. Um, we eradicated smallpox uh, via you know, huge efforts to develop more vaccines and use various ring vaccination techniques and other things, and an actual determination to eradicate it. We had the big goal and we worked hard to achieve the goal. And we went to the moon 50 years ago, which is crazy. 
Um, uh, this is a, a monumental achievement for humanity. Um, and what I want to point out here is when we come together as humans, as people, with a big goal in mind, and we coordinate and we collaborate, and we have a huge vision for what we can, we can, we can achieve, we are able to achieve it. Going to the moon in the 1960s was an insane goal. Everybody who thought they could go to the moon in the 1960s was crazy. And yet they worked incredibly hard to achieve it. There was a monumental effort to do this. Um, I think there is no reason why the problems that we're currently facing uh, cannot be tackled in the same way. Um, but it may require thousands or even tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people working really hard together to achieve a common vision. And we need these huge visions for what we're trying to achieve if we want to solve these problems. Um, so our ambition needs to match the scale of the problems. Um, and yeah, maybe I'll give another, another little example of, uh, from, from my own personal life. Um, so back in the day in my college, I also set up a little toasty bar. Um, and uh, the senior management in my college told me, Dewey, this is impossible. You'll never, you'll never start the toasty bar. Uh, you'll poison all of the college uh, uh, students. Uh, and you'll also put the building on fire um, uh, with, with, your, with your burning toast. Um, however, I got around this, I did some food hygiene training, I got the fire safety officer to come into the college. Um, turns out the college was a fire hazard, but it was just already a fire hazard. Um, and, and my toasty bar didn't cause it to be more of a fire hazard. Um, but anyway, so I overcame this challenge. And then I was like, how can I do good with this problem? I've ju I just learned about factory farming and animal welfare and was really concerned. And so I put in a huge amount of effort to make this toasty bar vegetarian, to convince all of the students to you know, let me not give them ham, uh, which is a strange sentence to say. Um, um, and I was really proud of this. And I, I am still proud of this effort that, that I went into this, uh, put this energy into solving this. Um, however, this did not solve factory farming. Uh, factory farming still very much exists, is still very much on the rise. Um, and I hadn't at this point either thought really hard about what are the big things that could solve factory farming. What are the big monumental efforts that we need to solve this problem? How can we stop you know, killing billions and billions of chickens every year? Um, and now that I've thought more about this, and as a team, we're becoming much more excited about technologies such as alternative proteins and animal advocacy within governments um, to develop alternative food products that uh, you know, everyone can eat all around the world that are cheaper and more tasty than normal food and increasing the cost of animal uh, food uh, by making the, increasing the regulations on those products. Um, and this is a, a, the type of solution that is much broader. It's much larger. It's also significantly harder to achieve. Um, but if we want to solve these problems, this is the scale that I believe we need to be working at. Um, I also think uh, plans are useless, but planning is essential. Um, you know, I've just told you some vague plan that we have for accelerating alternative proteins. And we want to like, build some kind of open access research institute to get more uh, research into this field. Um, this is a very vague plan, but it's a story that we tell ourselves that is pushing us in the direction of a really, really big thing, a really hard thing. Um, and I think if we have these like, big visions, big things that we're trying to achieve, we'll move in that direction. We might not actually get to the specific point where we were thinking we were going to, um, but we're gonna be trying to do something huge. And something huge is what we need to be trying to do. Um, and yes, here's a nice little quote from Steve Jobs. So the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Um, and I think and hope that you're all a bit crazy. Um, so I certainly know that I am a bit crazy. Um, so 
um, I believe you could have a huge positive impact. Um, you know, we've discussed that many of these problems are pretty enormous, um, but it seems very likely that many of these problems could be solved if we had significantly more conscientious, hardworking people actively trying to solve the problems. And there is no reason why all of you in this room could be one of these people who are really, really trying really hard to solve these problems. Um, some people in the audience might already be working on these problems um, of trying to you know, accelerate alternative proteins or end factory farming or improve health outcomes in low-income countries. Um, other people might be undergraduates or postgraduates who are more confused. Uh, I'm certainly very confused about you know, which way to um, push your career trajectory in. Um, and I think this is really exciting. Um, I was also very confused even just a year ago um, uh, where I thought I was going to become a YouTuber. So uh, times change very quickly. Um, so uh, I want to do a quick exercise. Um, so I want you to choose a big uh, problem that you think, the, the, the problem that is uh, large that you know the most about in the world. So just quickly come up with a problem, whatever uh, the first problem that comes to mind is. So have that problem at the front of your mind. Um, I now want you to imagine the world in 2030 or 2040 where that problem has been solved. Um, and I want you to think, what did it take for that problem to be solved? You know, what technologies needed to be developed or slowed down? What policies needed to be passed? Which people needed to be convinced or influenced uh, to change their direction? What other organizations needed to be built? Um, so I just want to spend 30, minutes, 30 seconds now, everyone just thinking on this question. So what did it take to solve the problem that came to your mind? Now, the second thing I would like you to think about is how might you be able to make this more likely? You know, you've developed very quickly. Um, you've chosen a certain problem in the, uh, in the world. You've thought very quickly about what might it take to solve this problem in 10 or 20 years' time. How can you then use your career to accelerate this progression, to make this world a reality? Um, so I want you to spend 30 seconds also thinking about this. And this might be a, a scary exercise, but I think this is the, the type of thinking that we need to be um, trying to do. So how can you make this more likely? What skills do you do need to develop in order to advance your career in this direction? Awesome. I hope that was uh, useful. Um, so one thing I want to point out here is that I think there are very few people who want to take responsibility for solving these big problems. It is significantly easier to hope that somebody else solves these big problems. Um, it is easier to hope that somebody else, even within the EA community, solves these problems. Um, I think it is the case that very, very few people actually take responsibility for trying to solve these problems. Um, and I would like encourage you uh, to take this more seriously, to be like, actually, I will be the humanoid robots uh, putting their hands up and, and uh, taking responsibility for trying to solve these problems. So this might seem quite scary. This is a daunting task. 
Um, trying to solve the world's biggest problems is not something that can be done overnight. So where might you start? So the most obvious one is just learning more. Um, you know, many of these problems are incredibly complex and ill-defined. Um, even the people who are working on the problems don't really understand uh, the problems that they're, that they're working on. And they certainly don't agree on what the most promising solutions are to many of these problems. Um, so it seems really important that we, that we get people to learn as much as they can about these problems and then eventually start trying to contribute. Um, so this might involve uh, you know, spending 10 hours thinking very quickly about what these problems are, um, just like comparing different global problems. Um, then once you've done this like, quick evaluation, choose one that you find like, particularly motivating to work on or that you think is you know, the most important or most impactful and then spend you know, 100 hours, that's like two and a half weeks of work, uh, really, really digging in, trying to learn as much as you can about that problem. Um, and then if you found actually after 100 hours you didn't enjoy that very much or you, didn't, you don't find that this is a good fit for you, jump into a different problem. Um, in the scheme of things, this amount of time is like very small compared to your career, um, but it's a huge amount of time compared to what most people will spend trying to think about these big problems. Uh, another thing is developing skills. Um, so trying to understand what skills will be required to solve these problems. Um, if you imagine the organizations that are going to be doing the most impactful work for solving these problems, what type of people will they need to be hiring? What skills will they need um, to solve this problem? And then how can you develop those skills? Um, and if you, if you identify these skills, then find you know, who has these skills currently? Which organizations have personnel who have those skills? And how can you, you know, go work at those, at those organizations or talk to people at those organizations in order to develop those skills? Um, and I'd especially like to nudge more people in the audience to take the idea of like, leadership skills more seriously. Um, this is a thing I'm like, very excited about more people in EA doing. Um, as we've talked about, many of these problems might require thousands of people to solve. Um, and I think we are like, lacking in people with excellent leadership skills within this community at the moment. Um, if we want to be building huge organizations, we need people who have the vision and the capabilities um, to create those organizations. Um, and if anyone wants to talk about this later, I'm happy to chat about it. Um, and yeah, we have lots of funding. We have lots of problems. We have some ideas about how to solve the problems, but we don't have many teams who are actually going about and solving the problems in practice. Um, and I think there's something particularly special about teams trying to solve problems. Um, though this is more of a personal take. Uh, second is gaining experience. This is similar to the, you know, go work at the organizations, doing things that is similar or related to how you think this problem can be solved. Um, and you know, I'd note that most of the work being done in solving many of these problems is done entirely outside of the EA network. So many of the skills that we need to solve these problems do not reside within the EA community. They reside outside of the community. Um, this might be less so for X-Risk focused things, um, but a lot of these skills can be developed outside. Um, so I feel quite excited about more people you know, taking this seriously, like spending two years in an organization where they can like, really rapidly develop skills in like, a highly professional team and then bring, those, bring that expertise back into this community um, where we can apply it to solving the biggest problems. Um, and network with people inside and outside of EA. Uh, this is what I'm sure many of you are doing at this conference. Um, and then move in the direction of the solution. Um, I will speed up slightly. Um, so actually solving the problem, what does this entail? Um, so once you've spent uh, you know, time learning, thinking, brainstorming, networking, gaining experience uh, for you know, a few months or a few years, um, something needs to be done to actually solve the problem. Um, the, the way that impact is created is when the problem is solved or well-being is improved or things like this. Um, and the problems do not get solved by default. So 
um, you know, try to identify some gaps in the market. What, what problems currently seem really, really, or what solutions currently seem really important that are not being worked on by anyone or don't have teams focused on them, um, where you could add your skills to either create an organization or join similar organizations doing that type of work or strengthen organizations doing work that you think is really important. Um, and then coordinate and collaborate. I think this is, again, really, really important. We should not be trying to operate as individuals. This is a growing community with many, many, many talented people. And I feel really excited about more people collaborating and coordinating. Um, another point here is that many people have spent decades thinking about these problems. And they have uh, expertise and things that we can learn from them that I think is really exciting. Um, and, but be careful of doing more harm than good. I think this is really important to point out. You know, for alternative proteins, it could be uh, doing the equivalent of what has happened with GMOs, where they just get regulated out of existence in the European Union. And there's similar ones with like, um, you know, increasing the salience around the power of certain, of certain uh, emerging technologies, um, which would be very bad. Um, so yes, you want to be big, but you want to be careful. Um, but being ambitious is all, often quite scary. Um, I hope I haven't scared you too much with this. Um, but uh, you know, my, my internal experience is often something like, oh my god, the world is full of these problems. I have to personally try and do all of the work to solve all of the problems. Uh, now then, this is like clearly totally insane. Um, but like this is, this is how I feel at least. Um, and I don't want you to feel this pressure to do everything because this is like clearly not an actually effective way to solve anything. Um, the world has 8 billion people and I'm sure we can uh, leave some problems to other people to solve. Um, but if you think there are some problems that, that are particularly pressing um, where you have a great comparative fit, um, then you know, try and, trying to prioritize those is really important. So zoom in on a specific problem that you think is really important. Um, and you also don't need to solve the entire, the entire problem alone. As I've mentioned, there are amazing people that you can collaborate with. There are amazing teams where you can be supported um, to work on these problems. Um, and finding great colleagues is a very, very fun process. Um, you also don't need to totally understand the problem. Um, I think this is a, a common uh, failure mode of people working in these highly uncertain spaces where we just perpetually think, oh my god, I have no idea what's going on. I know nothing. I can never know nothing. This is like certainly how I felt in the past of trying to imagine like, okay, what the hell is going on with so many of these advanced technologies and international relations and it's just like a total mess. Um, I don't think you need to know everything at all. Like nobody can know everything to start uh, solving these problems. Um, but it's still really important to you know, continuously try to develop your understanding um, and try to understand like what is likely to happen in the future. Um, and yeah, you don't, also don't need to be the best. Um, you know, there is no such thing as the best person for these things. We just need more people working on the problems who are working really hard, working really conscientiously. Um, so one of my final slides. Um, I also think being ambitious can be really, really fun. Um, so you would ha if you're working on these types of problems, then you have the knowledge that you're working on something that is making the world significantly better. Um, very, very, very few people have this awareness or this knowledge that they're doing something that is insanely important for the world. Um, you'd also be working closely with you know, inspiring and highly capable colleagues and collaborators. Um, you know, if you're having a, a bad day, then you know that your colleagues will be able to support you. Um, you know, they're all aligned with this mission of like, doing the most good. This is like, awesome. Um, and there's also lots of like, short and long-term problem solving. And if you enjoy trying to solve problems, then you know, trying to solve the biggest problems in the world seems like a good place to, to start. Um, 
and you are incentivized to improve. Uh, and if you enjoy you know, improving and developing your skills, then trying to work on these problems is also a great place to start. Um, I'll skim through uh, these. Uh, these are just some examples of like teams that are doing like awesome stuff. Um, so if you've heard about the Lead Exposure Elimination Project, um, they've had a few talks uh, at this conference. Um, the Nucleic Acid Observatory is one proposal in the bio-risk space, which is like pretty huge in scale in terms of doing mass, like global uh, bio-surveillance. And then there's other ones that I'll skim through. Um, and so given that I am in the community building space, I thought I'd uh, finally touch on some things that seem quite exciting within this space of like uh, uh, identifying talented people and getting them to, or inspiring them to work on important problems. Um, so one thing I feel particularly excited for community builders to do is try to think about what are the talent requirements for solving these problems? Um, how can we, in practice, actually get the most like really, really great people to work on solving these problems? Um, trying to develop frameworks in your mind for how more personnel turns it into impact uh, and orienting your work around that. So not just assuming that you know, getting more EAs turns into impact by default. Um, also creating spaces for co-working um, and excellent events and socials um, and developing and practicing your interpersonal skills. So in conclusion, um, improving the world requires more people to use their careers to do really challenging work. You'll need to continuously learn more and develop new skills to be the most effective you can be. Um, and solving these problems is also really, really hard, but it's not impossible. It can be done. Um, and you could have a huge impact if you think really, really big, spend lots of time evaluating your options and the most effective paths you could take, and then move in the direction of solving the most important problems. Thank you. <laughs>